The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. If you want to schedule one of those retirement reviews, uh, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. We can do those on the phone or in the office. Uh, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So uh, for those of you Buffett aficionados, probably less of those people on this station, but um, you know, regardless of his politics, you can't argue with his uh, track record, as at least as it relates to investing. Uh, and so... He wrote his uh, letter to shareholders, and it was came out last weekend. Uh, and I'm going to uh, go through it in this segment and next, not the whole thing, but um, just because uh, there's some really good nuggets in there. Uh, the first, the, the first one I want to bring up is about uh, federal taxes. So, during the decade ended 2021, the United States Treasury received 32.3 trillion in tax revenue, while it spent 44 trillion. Um, and so, obviously, that is a problem. Over time, um, the $32 re trillion of revenue uh, was garnered by the Treasury through individual taxes, Social Security, and corporate income taxes, and a, 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 some other lesser levies. Uh, Berkshire's contribution, Berkshire Hathaway, which is the company Buff Buffett runs, via the corporate income tax was $32 billion during the decade, almost exactly a tenth of 1% of all the money the Treasury correct collected. And the reason Buffett's bringing this up is because people are very critical of, of companies and their ability to not pay taxes and billionaires not paying taxes. Uh, but come on. Uh, and, and so uh, that means uh, had there been roughly 1,000 taxpayers in the United States which matched Berkshire's payments, no other business uh, – or know any of the country's 131 million households would have to pay any taxes to the federal government to match this, what, what, you know, so a thousand entities, whether it's individuals or companies paid as much as Berkshire paid, it would have gotten to the same level of re revenue. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to federal taxes, individuals who own Berkshire Hathaway can unequivocally state that they gave at the office that, you know, the hard part about um, the politicians going after companies not paying taxes is, is it's just not true. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, this, I, you know, when Biden whispers, pay your fair share, um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm more than paying my fair share. Uh, and so, you know, the, the problem with taxes and tax revenue collection is it's often very misunderstood. Uh, and so, you know, there, there are lots of people in this country uh, that complain about taxes and they literally don't pay any federal income taxes. Correct. Uh, and so it's like, wait a second, you have to have, if you're going to be part of the conversation, make sure you understand the conversation you, and the argument that you're having. 11 quaint years ago, uh, that infamous 49% comment from a certain Mormon presidential candidate named Mitt Romney, it's now uh, over 50%, Well, actually. I don't know that the problem was his message. It was probably how he delivered <laughs> the message was, was more the... And, and, you know, well, but also... Mitt Romney seems quite sane these days. Yeah, well, you also think, like, corporations like Amazon that reinvest uh, obscene amounts of money back into their business and therefore depress their corporate income tax liability based on the current tax code, uh, Congress structured the tax code the way that they did. Well, hold they, on a second. Let's not... You want to go down that road? Talk about. Let's let's talk about this. So, Amazon's paying an insane amount of taxes. They pay all their employees who pay taxes. So, Buff, Berkshire Hathaway paid thirty-two billion in taxes over a ten-year period. That doesn't include 
the 80,000 employees yeah. that they no. employ who also pay personal income tax. So the number is more than double the, the tax revenue that gets derived from Berkshire Hathaway. I know. I'm just saying like there's so much criticism leveled at companies that are actually investing in CapEx, which is precisely what you know the current administration seems to want to incentivize. But to say that they're but not then, also paying taxes is, is just not Yeah, true. no, of, of course. But, uh, you know, you, this talk about criti- you know the critique of buybacks that is in that Buffett shareholder letter but is also going to be and even you know it's it sort of re- resurges every midterm election season but uh, th- those companies are just taking advantage of the way that Congress created the tax code and then uh, you know th- but it's really just the bully pulpit and this assault on success that seems to be kind of pervasive in uh, modern society. Okay, so let's talk about uh, mid cap and small cap stocks and then we can talk about why now but first Josh, before you say why now, explain what are mid and small cap stocks. Mid and small cap stocks are the companies that uh, you see in your everyday life. Uh, you especially know, in Oregon. Especially in Oregon, especially on Main Street America. Um, by the terms of today's capital markets, they are small in comparison to the companies that are just absolutely massive, you know, the big tech, the fan mags, uh, you know, the Berkshire Hathaways, the Exxon Mobiles of the world. Uh, the mid and small cap space is between a billion and 10 billion in market capitalization. But that could be a Burger King. That can be an O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Uh, you know, that could be Wendy's. Uh, Main Street America is filled of a litany of small and mid cap stocks. You know, you, you drive and you see your regional bank that's probably a small cap uh but you know the point is you know lithium motors yeah lithium motors down in medford these are businesses that you know of and you see and they're pervasive in your life uh but you know in terms of market capitalization uh they're quite small but these are the companies that derive a majority of their revenue from domestic sales so you know the the mid and small cap space uh mid a little bit less so but small caps Upwards of 90% of the revenue of small cap companies comes from sales in dollars to U.S. citizens. And so when you look at the economic cycle and where we are in the economic cycle, it absolutely screams to own mid small cap stocks. Not just from a valuation standpoint. We can get to that in a second. But when you look at the cycle, and historically, if you go back, uh, we've had six recessions since 1980 in the Without exception, in the 24 months prior to recession, large cap stocks, so the, the stocks like Costco and Amazon and Google, large cap stocks outperform, uh, and, uh, and small and mid caps underperform. Uh, but every single period in all of those recessions coming out of, or, or when the recession uh, starts, uh, small caps and mid caps, the the outperformance. Uh, of the large cap reverses and the next three years without exception, small and mid cap stocks outperform large cap and not by a little bit, they outperform by a very material uh, amount. The other part of that Josh just mentioned that, um, you know, we have this strong dollar here in the United States uh, relative to the rest of the world. And so multinational companies, big cap companies struggle. It, It impacts their earnings in a huge way. Josh just mentioned small caps, and mid caps also, but small caps really get most of their revenue from here in the United States, and so the strong dollar doesn't hurt them at all. So that's another positive uh, in the column of small and mid cap stocks relative to. We've large been cap. hammering on this for you know going on essentially three years, but now if you rewind back to the pandemic, small cap value and small caps generally have outperformed the S and P five hundred by uh, twelve and thirteen percent respectively. Mid caps are making up ground fast. They're now about a tenth of a percent underperforming the S&P, but on a relative basis, the relative strength is increasing. So, you know, our point here is that this turn usually plays out over a period of years and decades, and we think we're probably in the first or second inning here. Uh, And so, you know, it kind of started back in the coronavirus period, but the relative strength of those positions compared to the S&P 500 uh, is increasing, and it you know you're now seeing pretty dramatic outperformance, and it's been really pronounced since the onset of 2023. And then from a valuation standpoint, the last time we saw a valuation disparity this great was right before was uh, you know the before the internet bubble collapsed, and small and mid cap did really well coming out of that relative to large cap. So we the other reason we bring this up when we do our free retirement views, all of you. 
to almost to a T, are underweight small and mid-cap stocks. Everybody is overweight large cap, and that's worked great for the last 15 years. The next decade, we don't think that's going to be true. And when so, we say underweight. So many of you don't even own any small or mid-cap it's stocks like at all. dramatic underweight. Like we see 2 or 4% allocations in if entirety to, the, to these, to these uh, assets. All right. So uh, if you want a free retirement review to find out if you have any small or mid-cap stocks, give our office a call if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. The number here is 800-743-0988 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the route to investing excellence. You're definitely going to want to stick around for that. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. High Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in their landmark 15th season in Central Oregon, Brought to you by Mission Building. The next concert in the HDCM Concert Series features the award-winning Felici Piano Trio, making their Central Oregon debut. As resident touring ensemble of Chamber Music Unbound in Mammoth Lakes, California, this vibrant threesome has performed worldwide since 1988 and are prize winners of multiple competitions. This concert takes place Friday, March 24th, 7.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Central Oregon. Details and tickets at highdesertchambermusic.com. Title sponsors include Mission Building, Miller Lumber, German Master Tech, Pine Tavern Restaurant, Hayden Homes, Cascade A&E, and this station. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. You might find yourself in need of more than a few fine things for almost any occasion. Try the Cosmic Depot, the general store of delights right here in the heart of Bend. Perhaps a satchel of organic chamomile for your tea, an amethyst ring for your pointer finger, or a fairy sitting on a toadstool to hold your stick of incenses on your list, or a gift that means more and costs less than all the rest. Cosmic Depot has them. Feel free to try the Tibetan singing bowls until you find the one that resonates to your liking. Take a flip through the sticker book and see if you find what you're looking for to set your water bottle apart from the rest. Cosmic Depot stocks a rainbow of tapestries and candles of all variety to gussy up the abode. You may need some sweet hippie garb for your rambling or a new hat for your bean. Maybe a bottle of patchouli. Wait, maybe plumeria. Ooh, how about green apple? The Cosmic Depot is your enthusiastic, stockiest for all things offbeat and wonderful. Open daily Cosmic Depot is at 342 Northeast Clay in Bend or online at thecosmicdepot.com. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Shake off the winter blouse with Tuesday morning. They're fully stocked with great ways to refresh your home. All of the latest trends at a fraction of the price. Shop their discounted selection of brand name home furnishings, small appliances, and gifts. Linens and bedding, rugs, kitchen, home office, and so much more at Tuesday morning. Making it easy to refresh your place and shake off those winter blahs. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. 
Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the Great Pacific Northwest. If you'd like to be part of our program and you have a question or a comment, call us 877-670-7117, or you can email us your question or comment if you go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. All right, so a lot of uh, has been made in the news, politicians-wise at least, uh, about share repurchases. Um, the left side of the aisle uh, thinks that there should be a giant tax levied on share repurchases uh, by publicly traded companies. And so first I should say that when you think of a, a business, whether it's publicly traded or private, like Northwest Quadrant or millions of other small businesses in the United States uh, – the government telling us what we can do with those businesses has always been a problem and always will be a problem. And so remember, a, a company like Costco or Apple, um, they are owned by shareholders and they report to shareholders. That's their, that the owners of the business, their shareholders, are who they report to and they have to operate the business for the benefit of shareholders first. Uh, not as Elizabeth Warren says, their employees and labor unions and all those sort of things. So um, a, a lot has been made of uh, share repurchases um, because it supposedly enriches CEOs uh, or increases earnings per share, which is how CEOs are paid and they get paid more. But ultimately, it, in, it is, and so I want to bring up in the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting to, to, that came out in her shareholder letter that came out last weekend, Buffett also addresses uh, share repurchases. Uh, and so as long as you are making accretive repur uh, repurchases of your shares, meaning you're buying at appropriate prices, the problem that a lot of companies have is they overpay for their share repurchases, a lot of tech companies especially, and they're just doing that because of all the RSUs they're issuing every year. They're just keeping their share count at a level number. And so that means they're overpaying. Those are not accretive share repurchases. But in the case of like an Apple or Berkshire Hathaway, when they're buying their stock back at lower levels, um, it helps every single shareholder of the business. And so the mass, math is very easy. When the share count goes down of the company you own, your interest in the company goes up. Meaning, you know, if, if there's 100 million shares and they buy back 10 million uh, shares and now there's 90 million shares and nothing else has changed, you own a bigger percentage of that company. Um, and so, you know, the, 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 uh, the funny thing is, is Buffett, he talks about, um, where does he talk about it? I wanted to bring that up, but I just can't seem to find it where he talks about, they don't understand math or, uh, when you're told that all repurchases are harmful to shareholders or to the country or particularly beneficial to CEOs, you're listening to either an economic illiterate or a silver-tongued demagogue. Thank you. Characters that are not mutually exclusive. He went, uh, went a little – he tends to do that occasionally. Well, he's right, though. I mean the, the problem it, – it, it's – you know, he gets frustrated like we do, where politicians don't aren't reporting the facts as accurate, right? They're they're just making up a story, and they and they don't even understand what they're talking about. And Buffett's right in this case. When Berkshire Hathaway buys back Berkshire stock, when Berkshire is trading at book value, that is accretive to shareholders. And so, as a shareholder, you should want them to do that, right? If they have no other capital allocation decisions, that would be better. Um, and so, to say that it's harmful for this country is or shareholders is patently false and the people saying it don't understand it and so um you know and these are these you know lots of people own stock through a 401k it is helping those people uh just as much okay so let's talk about the surest surest path to investing excellence and so the financial media would have you believe, if you watch CNBC or uh, Fox Business Channel or any Bloomberg or any of these channels, they would have you believe that um, lots of effort and research and time being spent on investing is your path to excellence. Just like in most of our lives, whether it be in school or in sports or at work, the more effort you put into those things, generally the better results you get out. Well, guess what? That is not true in investing. Uh, being average and it's so in investing it's so counterintuitive. is actually makes you a top decile investing. So what do we mean by being average? Well, if you own the index, that's an, considered, I guess, average. But by owning the index, let's say the S&P 500, you're going to be 
more than 90% of professional investors. And so that over average over so-called investing makes you an above average investor over time. And the problem is, is the media, uh, financial media specifically, CNBC, like I said, all those different channels, make it seem as if if you just put more effort into it or your financial advisor puts more effort into it, you will achieve superior results. The secret sauce is average for an above average period of time. And that is the most important thing to remember. And it also uh, speaks to delayed gratification and patience and all of these virtues that are often lost in today's uh, climate. But it, it, the hard part is for a lot of you is that there is this message and it's beaded into us that, you know, you need to be doing something. And if you worked harder and found those, but it's just, it's just not going to happen. And so it, it, it goes against everything else in your life that tells you to work harder and do more and you'll achieve better results. That's just not true in the investing. No game. one, no one wants their kids to get straight B's. No one dreams of driving. Uh, no one dreams of driving a Honda CRV <laughs> except for you, baby. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody dreams of being average, right? Nobody dreams of uh, of such boring things. And the, the the funny thing is, especially wealthy people, they think like, if I hire a Goldman Sachs, if I hire a Morgan Stanley, I'll get this fancy office with this white glove service and I'll get access to what all these people probably know that I need access to, that there's some secret sauce. Guess what? It doesn't exist. That secret sauce is just they're much better at extricating money from you and putting it in their pockets. You've, there's a book called Where Are All the Customers' Yachts? Because Wall Street is very good and very efficient at taking money and becoming a tax. And so I know owning the S&P 500 index fund is not sexy and it's not exciting and it's not fun to talk about at cocktail parties, but it should be because you become a top decile global investor by owning something that's really, really boring. And so the other thing that's really important to know is that a lot of people think that if they just own the the greatest investment, that's going to be the, the secret to their success. And there are people out there. I have a friend that was one of the first 10 employees at Amazon. It was total luck. It had nothing to do with any investing. Uh, he got to retire when he was quite young. Um, but he would tell you he won the lottery. That's the equivalent of w winning the lottery. Uh, and so investing also, success in investing is about how much you save and how early you start it. So for all of you that have kids and grandkids, start them early and get it automated so that they're consistently doing it. Because as Albert Einstein famously said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And so the earlier you start, I don't care if it's 20 bucks a month, start doing it. Because how much you save, especially early, uh, impacts how much you're going to have when you get to retirement almost more than anything else. And then again, it's the best part is, is it's really easy on the accumulation side of investing is just put it in low cost, high quality index funds and let the market do the work for you. But you got to start early. You got to start saving. I don't care what the amount is. Start doing it, automate it so that it happens every single month, pay yourself first and then let the great economic engine that is the United States economy work for you and do all of the heavy lifting and then you'll wake up someday and you won't believe how much money you have saved uh, so remember in investing average for an above average period of time is how you achieve success all right if you would like to be hey, you have a question or a comment for the show give us a call 877-670-7117 or email us by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com we come back, we're going to talk about CDs versus U.S. Treasuries. We think there's a, the message, especially from your banks, is getting a little uh, misconstrued. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. KBND, Bend. 
Wow, buddy. This place is gorgeous. Oh, I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. <laughs> all this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Hey there, it's Lars, and I'd like to tell you about my friends at Volvo Cars Bend. Things look different at Volvo Cars Bend. They've looked at the market, they've seen the changes, they've made the adjustments. And now's the time for you to get into Volvo Cars Bend and see it for yourself. A great selection of Volvos and an enhanced selection of pre-owned. Volvo Cars Bend knows what it means to have a luxury experience. Come in and experience it for yourself. Volvo Cars Bend has all the buying options for you, and they're ready when you're ready. Get ready to be Volvoed for life. And don't forget, Volvo Cars Bend is a truly local business. They support a local charity every month. Get in now and see the great selection of Volvos and the better selection of pre-owned. Volvo Cars Bend, where we know luxury. On the north side at Highway 97 in Grandview and at VolvoCarsBend.com. That's VolvoCarsBend.com. And be sure to tell them Lars sent you. You know, a lot of people like this time of year. Everything's greening up. I'm with you. It feels like it's all new again. And Wilson's Spring Savings Event is the perfect time to take a little green and renew some of those tired-looking rooms in your home. Yeah, a little green for a lot of new. Right now, Wilson's has special prices on quality handmade Amish furniture and bedroom sets. Stressless or the unmatched style of leather Italia. We've got great deals on Englander and luxury heirloom mattresses. Plus, an impressive selection of furniture made in Oregon. Out with the old and in with the new. Let's go fresh. Free delivery and special 0% financing available. See store for details. The spring savings event. Hurry for best selection. At Wilson's of Redmond. It's happening right now. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Green in that spring feeling since 1962. This is Clark at Prestige Senior Living High Desert. Every year, one quarter of adults suffer a fall, but there are steps that can be taken to reduce the risk. Join Prestige Senior Living High Desert on Thursday, March 23rd at 2 p.m. for a free webinar with certified athletic trainer Adrian Cahigas. He will provide expertise on the physical factors that can lead to falls, fitness routines for older adults to build strength, and advice on fall-proofing the home. You can sign up for the free webinar at prestigecanhelp.com. Again, that's PrestigeCanHelp.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Sean, what are you doing? Get in my car. So why are you walking to work? <sighs> Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They're draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Oh, wait. You're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FILL for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FILL. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FILL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Phil. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. If you uh, want to get added to our e-newsletter list, Josh and I do a short five or six minute video we did them last week uh on what is going on in the capital markets especially as it relates to our clients money so if you want to get added to that e-newsletter list 
go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list, and that's the only thing we will send. So I mentioned in the last two segments that uh, Warren Buffett uh, at Berkshire Hathaway sent out his annual letter to shareholders last weekend, uh, and it's definitely worth – just the, read the shareholder letter. It's only uh, – how many pages is this? 12, 11 pages long. The, the annual report is also quite long, but just all you need to read is the annual letter to shareholders. Now that it's in the 90s, not, doesn't, it's not as lengthy as years past. Well, the letter is always about this long, 12 pages usually. Um, so I, in the last two segments, I talked about uh, some of it, but in this one, I want to talk about the section where he, he entitled Secret Sauce. Um, in 1994, Berkshire completed its seven-year purchase of 400 million shares of Coca-Cola that they know, now own. Uh, they paid a total of $1.3 billion, which at the time was a very meaningful sum for Berkshire. It's not anymore. The cash dividend they received from Coke in 1994 was $75 million. By 2022, the dividend had increased to $704 million. Growth occurred every year, just as certain as birthdays. Um, and so and all tra- he says all Charlie and I had to do was cash those quarterly dividend checks, uh, and though he thinks those dividend checks will continue to grow. American Express is the same story. Berkshire bought American Express. Uh, they completed that purchase in 1995. Same cost, $1.3 billion. Annual dividend checks have grown from $41 million to $302 million. And so... The dividend gains, uh, though they were pleasing, they were far from spectacular. Buffett would admit uh, if he had purchased the S&P over that period, it probably would have resulted in a better yield. Um, But uh, the important thing is that uh, there were gains in the stock prices. At year end, our Coke investment was valued at $25 billion. And the Amex uh, investment was $22 billion. Uh, so now each of those holdings account for roughly 5% of Berkshire's net worth. Uh, and assume, so pair that against um, if Buffett had made a similar size investment uh, in the 1990s, one that flatlined and simply retained the $1.3 billion. So that would have been a 30-year bond, right? That now disappointing investment would now represent – 0.3% of Berkshire's net worth because it'd still be $1.3 billion, and it would have delivered uh, an unchanged $80, billion, 80 million sorry, uh, of annual income. So, well, and we're going to talk about bonds right in this segment, and, and they certainly hold a place. But my, my point and Buffett's point in bringing this up is owning equity over time, owning high-quality equity over time trounces owning bonds when you factor in that the income generally is going to continue to increase and you're going to get capital appreciation. Remember, if you buy a third-year bond, the value of that bond isn't going to increase. All you're going to get is the interest. Um, and so that's that's Buffett's point is that you know owning equities, ownership through the stock market is really important as an outperformance over time. Um, all right, let's talk about the message right now, because finally interest rates have gone up, right? We finally can get some yield uh, in the safe part of our investment portfolio, especially owning the right part. And so, so many people, whether they be prospective clients or clients have had so much money at the bank, earning essentially nothing, that now they can get some yield. But their their bankers are talking to them about, well, look at let's look at these CD rates. We should be putting money into CDs, um, and we and, and people think, well. If they go to us or any investment advisor or their investment account, it, they're taking all this risk that there's no low risk investments that are available like a CD, and that's just patently not true. And so, uh, banks and I understand why they're doing it are trying to get people to pile money, that safe money, into CDs, and bankers are having an easier time of doing it than they ever have. Three hundred and sixty billion dollars in CDs, four times more than last year. But let's talk about what a six-month CD yields relative to a six-month treasury. So in a six-month treasury right now, you can get 5.14% on a six-month CD. It's going to be 3% or less. Uh, But the important thing to know is that a treasury, for example, uh, the yield on a treasury, you don't have to pay state taxes on that yield. And so, uh, you know, and then the other thing is, well, isn't a CD going to be safer? It's not going to be safer than a U.S. Treasury. U.S. Treasury is considered a risk-free investment. And so um, I, I would just urge you to to 
don't go that route of the CD automatically. Uh, I guess for some of you, that might make sense for some of your money. But the treasury market right now, especially the short end of the yield curve, is so attractive relative to almost anything out there for your safe money. Now, I'm not talking about like we had that caller earlier in the show where it was this binary decision about you know stocks versus treasuries. That's not what we're talking about. We still believe in stocks and equity ownership for the long term as kind of trounced treasury bonds. But for that safe money, that emergency money, that extra money that you want liquid, uh, but you want to finally get a return, the short-term treasury market is the best option right now. But the point of this segment is this, that bank CD rates are, are an insult to savers out there and don't settle for that. And, you know, we looked, sort of did some research into localized CD rates here in Oregon and Bend and Eugene, and, you know, they're a full one and a half to 1.75% below uh, what a comparable U.S. Treasury pays right now, and so it's just not something that people should be considering when they're when you get the same you get the full faith and credit of the U.S. government investing in a T-bill, and it's up to ten million uh, that you can do that. So you know the other thing that Josh and I are realizing too is that um, right now the other headwind, <laughs> and this doesn't relate to you guys investing, but the other headwind for the stock market is now there's a competing option for for investors, right? So for a long, long time. Because rates were zero, and this was the Fed did this on purpose, right, to push people out the risk curve, and that's what why Fed the, the central banks keep interest rates low when they do is because they want people to take risks and be forced to take risks to get return. But now the Fed has to deal with this uh, idea that wait a second, for all of you people that are of a certain age that remember getting returns on your safe assets, now that's a viable option. Uh, for savings, uh, and it's a competitor for the stock market, which is another headwind for the stock market going forward. If somebody is really relatively wealthy and they say, you know what, I don't want to deal with stock market volatility anymore when I can get 5% risk-free. Uh, and so that becomes a, a hurdle for the stock market, to, to, you know, especially when we see stock market volatility. But uh, the important thing to know is that for all of you savers out there uh, and and people that you know, are used to investing in safe assets that we have a regular that calls our show that looks at immediate annuities and those kind of things. I don't know why people are not looking seriously at the treasury market for that money. Now, it's important to know that if you buy a six month treasury, you should plan on owning it for the six months. Now you can sell it. It's very liquid. The, in fact, the most liquid deep pool uh, investment pool in the world is the U.S. treasury market. But just like when you buy a CD, you should plan on owning the CD till maturity. You should, if you buy a treasury, whether it's a three month or a one year, you should plan on owning that maturity till maturity. Because if you need to sell, you certainly can sell in that period. You have to deal with whatever the market is trading at at that time. So if interest rate, the interest rate environment has changed, there's a good chance that the price of that bond has changed. But the shorter the duration you're buying the bond, the less the price of that bond is going to move. Uh, and so the other thing we'd recommend is that when I'm running screens, when we have, because we have a bunch of people buying treasuries in our book of business right now, our clientele is buying, they're saying, I want to get this money out of the bank and I don't want to buy CDs. Tyler and Josh, what's my best option? We say, okay, well, let's build a ladder of uh, treasury bonds. But you need to stay short. So when I run screens, when I go under a trading platform and I run a screen, I say, okay, I want to start at two months and go out to like nine months. And I'm just buying bonds in that short period of time, knowing that, you know, those bonds are going to be maturing. So sometimes I'm buying bonds that will you know, mature two per bonds per month because the interest rate environment is changing so rapidly. I like to be held that liquidity coming due in those portfolios where I can change uh, the duration if I need to as those things are coming due. So it doesn't make sense. You're not getting more yield when you go out past really nine months or a year. So don't go out past there. Uh, and it gives you optionality if you stay short um, uh, in terms of when those bonds are coming due. So it, we really urge you to tell your banker to say, okay, Mr. Banker uh, or Mrs. Banker, uh, why? Tell me why I wouldn't buy this six-month treasury at 5.14 uh, when a C, you're going to pay me 3% on a, on a six-month CD. That doesn't make sense. And, oh, by the way, Mr. Banker or Mrs. Banker, I don't have to pay taxes at the state level on the treasury or I do on the CD. Uh, so just be careful uh, when locking your money up in CDs when there's better options out there. All right, if you want to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you owe at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled, 
800-743-0988. When we come back, we're going to tackle some email questions, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Cash not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Sean, what are you doing? Get in my car. So why are you walking to work? <sighs> Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They're draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Oh, wait. You're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FILL for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FILL. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FILL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FILL. Phil. Wow, buddy. This place is gorgeous. Oh, I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. <laughs> all this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Mesa. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. 
We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Mortgage purchase applications in the U.S. fell to their lowest levels since 1995 last week. The average American household can, uh, simply cannot afford the average home price at current mortgage rates. So it's six and a half percent, obviously, on a 30-year fixed. Uh, according to Redfin, a U.S. home buyer with a $2,500 monthly budget can afford a $384,000 house today versus a $520,000 home that that same buyer could have purchased back in 2021 when mortgage rates were uh, And so given that backdrop, obviously sellers are faced with a choice, pull their home off the market or reduce the price. And many are choosing to pull their home off the market. Uh, and new homes obviously that are being built have to be sold and prices are gonna obviously reflect that new reality. On that front, the average price of a new home sold in the US is now down 16% from the peak last July. Um, and while that seems like a lot, the last housing bubble peaked, the average new home price fell 25%, over 25% nationally. Uh, and affordability is a more pressing issue today than it was back then. So, uh, it, you know, the, the, the challenge that we face um, <laughs> is during that housing crisis, remember rates were going down. Now rates are going up. And so affordability is very impactful. And it doesn't mean that at some point, you know, home prices will still sell. It's just at what price, right? So prices have to be adjusted. And home sellers, even though we've seen a price decline, I don't think most home sellers have come to grips with the true reality of what higher rates mean for home prices, right? And affordability, because that's all that matters. And, you know, people in Ben will say, well, what about all those cash buyers? The prices are set by all buyers, people that have a mortgage and cash buyers. And so a cash buyer isn't going to say, oh, I'll pay more because I'm a cash buyer and I don't have to borrow money. That's not how it works. They said, here's where the market is. That's what I'm going to pay. Well, and specific to my generation, the whole trade up every three to five years. Oh, that's over. Yeah. At least if we could get the structural higher rates that we believe are here to stay. Yeah. I mean, all of them, you know, there's the famous saying in the mortgage industry, uh, marry the house. Date, date the, the rate. rate and so <laughs> yeah i i just don't uh, you know if they should they should do a um look at the history of interest rates over this country's history that's not well, generally when you the, how it works i hear all these macro commentators uh you know saying a seven percent mortgage rate 30-year mortgage rate the housing market is dead and you know historically that has just not been the case i mean the early 2000s or not the early 2000s but the duration of the 2000s the mortgage rate averaged about 6.7 percent yeah i mean my first house was almost seven percent and it, it just means you know we just house house, house appreciation to the extent we saw it goes away because rates are higher and it, and it puts a lid on prices and that's okay that's that's actually considered healthy all right let's tackle some emails we got an email from gary c uh doesn't say where gary is but gary says i would like some information on where my 24 year old daughter should best be setting money aside for retirement she does have a 401k at her job of two years she has the ability to contribute three to four hundred dollars per month on us into a separate investment an ira etc what would you suggest uh what would you suggest would be best for her to acquire future wealth thank you gary so uh gary first let me stand up and celebrate the fact that a 24 year old is saving diligently and thinking about how to save more and where to do it so there is hope for the future, Gary. Right, Josh? Yeah. I mean, generally, you know, the advice that we would level is uh, because typically, you know, early in your career trajectory, your incomes may be lower uh, than it will be later uh, in your career trajectory that you should be prioritizing or she should be prioritizing Roth contributions at this stage. Yeah. So hopefully in her 401k, there's a traditional Roth. option and a Roth option. She should be uh, contributing to the Roth option, uh, because and now with conceivably or tax liability changed like laws. Just, you know, the matching contribution can actually go post-tax into the Roth side. Uh, so, if she's able to contribute beyond the contributions within the four hundred one k plan itself, you know, she could be conceivably making really significant Roth contributions on an annual basis. Not something that she's going to regret later in her life. Yeah. So, Gary, Gary, think about it this way: if she has, if she's contributing twenty or whatever, fifteen grand in her four hundred one k, getting the match in a Roth, and she's also contributing sixty five hundred in a Roth IRA, 
uh, when she gets to 65, she's going to have this giant pile of money that she can take out tax-free. Remember, there's rules around having a Roth for five years and being able to use some of it for a, a down payment on a house and those sort of things. So she will have some access to it. But, man, Gary, the first thing I, we should have we should have said to, to you is that I assume, and hopefully she has this, the most important thing for everybody, uh, her included, is that she has an emergency fund. Uh, s- minimal six months of living expenses in that emergency fund, and that is in the bank or in some money market. Uh, but ideally 12 months or 18 months worth of living expenses so that she can let the retirement savings that she's going to build up continue to do its thing and she has that emergency fund to access if something comes up where she needs a new transmission or brakes or whatever she might need. Um, That emergency fund is, is most important. So if she doesn't have that yet, she should be directing that extra money to the emergency fund till she gets it to a place where she has enough in there. And so, you know, at minimum six months, but ideally 12 months worth of her living expenses in that emergency fund and then do the stuff that we're talking about. But um, if she can accumulate a bunch of money that when she gets to 65, she has full access to without having to pay taxes, she's going to be really happy about it. And then the other thing she could be thinking about um, is a taxable investment account. So, um, you know, it's not a retirement account. It's just a taxable investment account that she invests in high quality, uh, low cost index funds that are very tax efficient. Uh, something, you know, VTI, just the total market index is, is a re- really low cost tax efficient way for her to get broad market exposure. And, you know, she has access to that at any time in her life. But, Gary, the important thing is you've done a, it's clearly a good job um, because the one thing that is awesome in, uh, on her side is that the fact that she's 24 years old. And so if she keeps doing this, um, it's going to be amazing what she has. Uh, especially as she continues to get raises in her lifetime, if she devotes a bun- bunch of that money towards savings, um, she she gets to use uh, the eighth wonder of the world in in her favor, and that is compound interest. Because you know the snowball starts small at the top of the hill, but by the time it gets to the bottom, it can be huge. And so the fact that she is giving herself lots of time. Uh, is going to be very advantageous for all of you out there listening. Uh, whatever Gary did, Gary should come get on the radio show and <laughs> and and maybe talk to my kids about uh, about um, raising kids that are good savers because she will benefit and be and I and Gary, I bet you know this. She probably doesn't go without compared to a lot of her friends. Uh, she has somehow learned. Uh, delayed gratification, which is no longer an American trait, unfortunately. So anyway, thanks for that, everybody. We appreciate you listening to our show. Uh, That's it for this week. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take Take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.